Hi, I'm Tressa. I'm Taylor. And, and we, we are, are not, not amused. amused. Today we'll be watching and reviewing The 39 Steps, an Alfred Hitchcock film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I've actually, I didn't. I've never seen it either, even though I own the DVD. So I hadn't even heard of it until you mm-hmm. were like, hey, we could watch this for our next episode. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Well, part of the reason why I thought about this, well, obviously, like, Alfred Hitchcock is an amazing filmmaker, and he's yeah. British, and so he fits <laughs> with our <laughs> podcast, um, but I feel like his British films in particular just aren't as well known, so I want to talk about them. By his British films, do you mean, like, films he recorded over mm-hmm. in Britain, and then yep. he came to America? And- mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know who Alfred Hitchcock is, and I've yeah. seen his, like, big movies, but I don't really know his backstory. Yeah. Well, Taylor, you I can fix me? that. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So I wanted to start with, like, a little bit of background about him and his British films. Just a very short synopsis. I feel like first we need to say we usually are drinking tea at this point, but oh, what yes. we're going to do is going to give you a little summary about Alfred Hitchcock and the movie and then we're going to watch the movie and then review it and when we're doing the review we will have tea mm-hmm. and also review the tea <laughs> <laughs> review of the movie review of tea it's great yep okay so little bitty bit about alfred hitchcock the source <laughs> of this information is a, an essay i wrote in college <laughs> Which means that the real sources are actually, like, scholarly journals and all that shit. This is not Wikipedia. This is, like, <laughs> this is legit, people. So, here we go. Yeah. Um, so, Hitchcock had a career in the British film industry that spanned over 20 years and many, many films that I feel like are often overlooked. Everyone knows Psycho. Everybody knows Rear Window. Everybody knows Vertigo and all that. But we just don't talk about these other films very much. The birds. The birds. Yep. <laughs> that too. I've never seen that. I, I, I've I seen it, but it was because it was in a class, I think actually mm. in high school, that we watched it. And I didn't we watch uh, Rear Window in a film school class? I think so. I've seen it a few times because my parents also really like that one. I'd seen it. In, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh. So I, I'd i already seen it, but I swear we watched it for something. Probably. I mean, it wouldn't school. surprise me. Yeah. Me neither. Anyway. Um, so his cinematic career in Britain began when he was hired as a title illustrator. Um, and this was actually for the British wing of Paramount Pictures. Oh. So he was already kind of working for Hollywood anyway, <laughs> weirdly. <laughs> um, he went on to work with uh, British International Pictures, and that was his longest run with a studio. He made 10 movies with them. Wow. Quite a lot. Yeah. Um, two of his most well-known British films are The 39 Steps uh-huh. and The Lady Vanishes, which is one mm-hmm. that I thought about watching today, but maybe we'll do another episode for The Lady Vanishes, which also, I've also never seen. Nope, never heard of. So... Um, <laughs> It seems like Hitchcock always looked to Hollywood for inspiration um, because in Britain, the film industry was very limited by budget purposes Mm -hmm. or for budgetary purposes. And then um, also there's this like common theory about British cinema in the 20s and 30s that it lacked like a common quality that you could pinpoint as like, this is a British film. Okay. And so Hitchcock like often was looking at Hollywood films Mm -hmm. for a direction, you know. Um, And a lot of movies back then were just made to, like, fill a quota. They were made really (laughs) fast. And then due to censorship, um, a lot of the British issues of the day were actually, like, kept off screen. You were not to talk about them, like any economic woes or anything with the royal family, obviously, all Mm -hmm. that shit. They didn't want that out there. So very little of, like, British culture was seen in any of the films. So there just wasn't, like, anything you mm-hmm. could identify as a British film. Um, uh, they were also, I mean, they had censorship just like we did back then, you know, with the Hayes Code, the production code. Yeah. And when Hitchcock got to Hollywood, he was really surprised <laughs> that it was basically the same. 
Oh. <laughs> he, he was like, oh, I thought I'd have a lot more freedom here. He did in terms of like, um, uh, he he had more like budget and he could try mm-hmm. out a lot more technical things in Hollywood. So that's right. something to keep in mind when we watch this. But censorship laws and stuff were basically the same thing. It couldn't be too raunchy. It couldn't be like too much murder. Like, you know, it couldn't murder. be gory, like all that. <laughs> they they didn't want that. So, um, but of course, Hitchcock loved to like tease yeah. the censors and he would just like go right up to that line, mm-hmm. but not cross it. <laughs> he was really good at that. Yeah, I feel like you see, well, the one that comes to mind is Psycho. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, I don't think they had, we didn't have the code then. Oh. But Yeah. <laughs> I know so much about film. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, for the time, what was it, like 1960? Psycho was insanely controversial because of the nature of the movie, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I watched it. I'm, I'm one of those who, like, watched it, and then I was like, okay, I have to take baths or, like, leave my shower curtain open. See? <laughs> well, and that was, like, I don't feel like any movies you really saw in, like, the 50s when you think about what was, like, popular. Mm-hmm. They were, like, pretty happy-go-lucky, you know, or they were, like, some gangster movies. But you didn't see, like, blood pooling, you know? Yeah. Pretty graphic stuff. And also, I think at one point, like, I don't know, there's, like, obviously the controversy with Norman Bates and his mother, like, (laughs) that weird (laughs) relationship (laughs) that is, who knows what that's really about. But, um, I don't know. Anyway... We'll be interested to see how that fits into this movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's still an Alfred Hitchcock movie, but probably a lot smaller of a budget than his Hollywood features that we know really mm-hmm. well. But a lot of the same censorship laws, right, and all that. Um, the only other thing I had was that um, he was he came to Hollywood in 1939 because he got a contract offer from David O. Selznick, which was super famous producer at the time. Probably most well-known for Gone with the Wind. Oh. Huge movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the contract offered Hitchcock four movies at $40,000 each. Wow. And this was in 1939. <laughs> Rolling in the money. Yeah. The first one was Rebecca in 1940, which is really good. If you haven't seen it, you need I to watch it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Taylor's face is like, uh. uh what's that? <laughs> um, fantastic movie. Love it. Um, and then the rest is history. I feel like we know mm-hmm. all the other films that he made while he was here. Right. But I just, I don't feel like you hear about those British films, even though he had like a 20 year career of working no. in Brit- the British film industry. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't Not really know. Talk about it. Before I like, of course, I wrote that essay in college, <laughs> but it's like before I'd written that essay, I didn't know about 39 Steps mm-hmm. or any of his other British films at all. And maybe that's because we're American. <laughs> but, but it's too bad because I'm sure they're still really good. So I am going to literally just read the back of the DVD case. <laughs> <laughs> just give us a quick summary. Yeah. All right. Alfred Hitchcock's The 39 Steps is a heart-racing spy story by Alfred Hitchcock. Hmm. The 39 Steps follows Richard Hannay, which is, he's played by Robert Don... Donay. Donay. Donet. Donut. Yeah. I did look it up beforehand, but even that wasn't helping me. Shocker. It just doesn't look like you should say the T at the end because it looks French or something. Yeah. Donay. Anyway. Um, so it follows Richard as he stumbles upon a conspiracy that thrusts him into a hectic chase across the Scottish moors, a chase mm-hmm. in which he is both the pursuer and the pursued. Ooh. Okay. As well as into an unexpected romance with the cruel Pamela, who's played by Madeline Carroll. Adapted from a novel by John Buchan, this classic wrong man thriller from the master of suspense anticipates the director's most famous works and remains one of his cleverest and most entertaining films. Cool. And it was, it came out in 1935. Okay. So. So four years before he went to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> one of his later British films, I guess. Cool. And yours is like the restored version, right? Yeah. We have, so. this The DVD I have is the Criterion Collection. And so it's the, it's been transferred from film and like restored and cleaned up 
you know, all that. So mm-hmm. it should be a pretty, it's a high quality version to watch. Yeah. The way it's supposed to be seen, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, not on a big screen, but. I know. <laughs> as big of a screen as we have. Mm-hmm. Wow. Better than our phones. Yes. <laughs> True. All right. Okay. So we're going to watch this and then we'll be back and we'll have some tea and we'll talk about and it. we'll talk. <laughs> we'll see what we think. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back. We just finished watching the 39 steps. Um, we brewed our tea. Yeah. So now we're sitting here with our respective teas yeah. for this portion of the podcast. We will also have a, re- a review of our teas when we're done. <laughs> um, I'm drinking cinnamon and orange again. Because it's so damn good. It's so good. And You're I'm- welcome. Thanks. <laughs> I bought a new infuser because the one I had, I felt I couldn't get a strong enough flavor. And so uh, now that I have that new infuser, I was like, well, I got to do it. Yeah. I got to have this tea because I've been craving it. Well, and I hope that you were able to put enough in there this time. That is a lot Big enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you actually get enough of the cinnamon orange flavor. I think I will. Like you're supposed to when you drink it. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. It's got like a lid on this like infuser. So I can just put the lid on and I feel like that's going to help keep the tea warm mm-hmm. while I let it infuse. So. Yeah. And the infuser's like metal too. Mm-hmm. So it should help. Yep. And then the lid also works as a coaster. So I can just take the infuser out and set it in there. And I don't have to worry about getting up and going to the kitchen while we're recording. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm drinking PG tips. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. It is. It's, it's a standard tea for Taylor, but I've never mm-hmm. had it. And I'm sure it's a standard tea for a lot of people, but. I've just never tried it before. It's just a regular black tea as far as I understand it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I thought about having it with honey, but then I I wanted to just try the tea by itself the first time around. Maybe next time I'll try it with honey if I like it. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry. Quick disclaimer. My cats are eating. So I'm sorry if you hear that in the background. Um, while we watch the movie, we drink um, oh, yeah. just like cold like just, sodas, know. right? Like seltzer Soda. sodas. Let me grab my bottle. I had, I'm not going to say it right, but I had Fentiman's Rose (laughs) Lemonade. And these are UK products. Yeah, we got them at Brits, which is right next door to Home Marche. Yeah, which is where Taylor's tea is from. Okay, well, um, I have this sparkling, it's not, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's sparkling water or whatever. It just says gently sparkling lemon and mint from Sicilian lemons and English mint. And it's made in Arlington, East Sussex, UK. The real deal. It was very delicious. Yeah, I like mine too. I was trying to see if mine had Did you say what flavor yours was? Yeah, it was a rose lemonade. Oh, okay. Mine just says product of the UK. Oh, But it was manufactured in the USA. Oh, boo. (laughs) I'm sure it's their very genuine recipe. I hope so. All right. So the 39 steps. Oh, yeah. So where do we want to start? From the beginning. Oh, God. A very good place to start. Oh, okay. <laughs> what were your expectations like, going into it? Did you have any? Not really. Um... It just... So I guess this isn't the, this isn't the beginning, but like when it ended, I was like, oh, it's over. If you hadn't told me that was a Hitchcock film, I wouldn't have been mm. like, that's a Hitchcock film <laughs> from what I know of Hitchcock. Sure. Yeah. I definitely feel like even his first Hollywood film, I know you haven't seen it, but it's like Rebecca, it feels fairly Hitchcock, but not, still not quite the level of his like later ones. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know if that was just a sign of the times. Like, there was a lot he wasn't allowed to do. Right. I know that was true for Rebecca. Like, the ending was different. And they were like, you got to change that. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to tell you what it is because I want you to watch the movie. It's really good. Okay. That can be something else we do. Okay. That one. Um, But yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It just kind of felt like a standard, like, thriller from that time. Yeah, from that time. That's what I keep. I was like, this is from 1935. So <laughs> so the scenes that seem longer than they should be, it's just part of, I don't know. Overall, I would say I thought the pacing was rough. 
Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. like, okay, we're still here in this scene and I still am uh-huh. not sure why. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I don't know what that's all about. But um, so one, one thing I wanted to say about the DVD case yeah. is that the front has basically like the main character turned around looking over his shoulder and then there's a couple men like in pursuit chasing him you can kind of see them they're tiny and then there's this airplane above him mm-hmm. and have you seen north by northwest i haven't seen it but i know the cover is kind of similar to you that. know like the cary grant scene where he's like the crop duster plane is chasing him mm. like it just reminded me of that for some reason and so i i don't know why but well, i was like oh, if you ahead. look on the back mm-hmm. It does. I didn't read this when I was reading it, but um, it does say uh, this classic wrongman thriller from the master of suspense anticipates the director's most famous works, especially North by Northwest. <gasps> oh, funny. And remains one of his cleverest and most entertaining films. This, okay. I okay. I would have to disagree. Yeah, oh, with me too. That last part, me too. I wouldn't say this was like the most entertaining film by Alfred Hitchcock. No, I. No. <laughs> but okay, when I was watching it, so like going into it, I was like, huh, I wonder if it's similar to North by Northwest, just mm. based on that cover. And then when, thank you. And then when we were watching it, it was like, oh, it kind of is because the whole story in North by Northwest is Cary Grant is mistaken for like a spy, mm. I think, or something. And um, so he's got these criminals in pursuit of him. And he's mm-hmm. like, this is not, I'm not the person you're pursuing. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You know? And so it's it's this man who's just thrown into this chaotic, like, pursuit or conflict with bad guys. And that's kind of the vibe of this, too. It's like he was just a guy at a show and then he Meets picked up the wrong lady. <laughs> Which, speaking of that part, yeah. um, one of the notes I put was like, I guess it's because we don't know who she is at that point. Yeah. But... She was like, can I come to your place? And he was like, well, it's your funeral. And I would be like, oh, never mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> no. Bye. Whether you're joking or not. I'd be like, oh. a strange thing to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't. At that point, we didn't know she was like the spy and could probably handle herself against him. Yeah. True. I One thing I wish were different about the movie. Well, there's a couple things. But like. <laughs> It just starts out with him at this show Mm -hmm. and comes full circle at the end to another show. Um, But it's like it just starts and and then he's thrown into this mess and it's like, I don't know anything about him. No. Why why should we care? Why do I care? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, I I want to be invested in these characters. And I feel like. Based on the Hitchcock movies I've seen, I think he gets better at that. Mm-hmm. Get a little more exposition on the who these people are and mm-hmm. like why we should give a shit. <laughs> but right. to me, like, I still feel like even after watching the movie, I don't know a lot about him. You know? No. Yeah, I agree. So <laughs> this is a little strange. To I mean, me. we were like, I don't know, a good chunk of the way through the movie, and you were like, "What's his name?" <laughs> <laughs> Very true. There you go. <laughs> There you go. So, oh, there's God. that. That is funny. Um, I guess we can just... Uh, okay, fine. I guess if you haven't seen this movie, spoilers. Yeah. But, like, it's from like, 1935. Get ready. So, sorry. I thought it was funny when the spy lady was killed. Like, he seemed very calm as he Maybe was... Maybe he was in shock. I guess. But he just, like, took the piece of paper from her hand and was like, okay... What was his map? <laughs> oh, was it his map? I think so. I think she asked him for it at some point when, after they had eaten dinner together and he just like slapped a dead fish in front of her. <laughs> just also like, what? Yeah, when someone comes what over and they're happened? like, do you have any food? I'm not like, yeah, here's some haddock. Mm, delicious. Yummy. Is that a British thing? I don't know. But it was also <laughs> what was offered to him when he was in the on the farm on Scotland. He was like, this oh, is what right. we have to eat. And he's like, great. It's just his steady diet of haddock. <laughs> um, okay, I, I have to say that about 15 minutes in-ish, it was about when he was at home. Mm-hmm. He just brought the lady home mm-hmm. and she was like hiding, you know, try- and trying not to be seen uh, mm-hmm. from the windows. Yeah. And I was like, 
this feels familiar. And I couldn't really pinpoint why. And then the next place he went after he got off the train was like that little cottage in Scotland. Yeah. And I think that's the point where I realized I had seen this already. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. Like it is, it's been years. Like there was so much I didn't remember, but mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure I have seen this at some point. Because the more, there were just like a couple spots where I was like, this feels so familiar. So mm. I've either seen scenes or I've seen the whole thing before. Yeah. But I, anyway, I guess that's not necessarily <laughs> relevant. But just so you know. She lied. I lied. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I have a bad memory. She's okay. lying now. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> um, I want to know how the milkman escapes from the apartment. Good question. Because uh, Richard, the main character, who, I mean, to be fair, they never call him that. They always call him by his last name. Yeah. Which is Han- Hannah? Hanny? Hanny. Hanny? I think. Hannah? Hanny. No, it's not Hannah. <laughs> I don't know. Richard um, mm-hmm. takes his, the milkman's, like, uh, uniform so he can leave the apartment because now he's being hunted. But yeah. then how does the milkman leave? I don't know. <laughs> he's stuck there forever. Or maybe he waits but, till it gets busier. Uh, do they not know what he looks like at this point? The men probably know. And and he had he had his coat on underneath the uniform. So all yeah. the guy was wearing was just not his uniform. Right. You know, the milkman just like his his coat. Took and off hat. his little white coat yeah. and hat. Yeah. So he didn't even look like the the other guy. Yeah, but how do they know what he looks like? I mean, I don't know. But that's, it's not really relevant. It was just something that I wrote down. I was like, how what did he about get away? <laughs> oh, well, he seemed kind of strange anyway. The only reason he oh, helped yeah. the guy out is because he was like, he lied and he was like, oh, well, I just slept with a married woman and I need to get away. Oh, and the guy was like, there. oh, why didn't you say so? Fuck women. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of the theme of the movie. <laughs> Dude, why did I wrote down? Why do all the men hate their wives in this movie? So strange. Well, did the the bad guy not like his wife? Oh, I guess he I feel did. like that was like the only you know, a, semblance of a normal relationship, even though they were both in on it. Quite strange. It's funny to think about, though, because from what I know about Alfred Hitchcock and his wife, they were a really good team. Like she was his personal assistant. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. Although she was, I mean, clearly very like submissive. And mm-hmm. comfortable being like following him to Hollywood and like just basically helping him out with his film career. She was like, okay, <laughs> hubby, you know, that Let's was go. it. So, yeah. and that's probably again a sign of the times, you know, it's just the way it was. Like, that's mm-hmm. what most wives did. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what the deal is there. Why, I don't know why men were so. Yeah, because like the the Scottish farmer guy, yeah, hit like, his hated, wife. Yeah, he did not like his wife. After she seemed scared of him quite. And then we learn why because he's sad. abusive. Yeah, but it's just like kind of skimmed over. Mm-hmm. She's like slapped off camera, and then we never go back to them again. But I feel like <laughs> okay. that's just she's kind of it's like oh another unfortunate casualty of this like international war. Fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, underground warfare because it's spies and stuff. Right. But it's like that's this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, you know. So first of all, I feel like Richard, the main character, is I kind of like his like sarcastic vibe that he's got. Like he had some pretty, mm-hmm. pretty funny like lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of charming in his own way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he does have the moments where you're like, sir, don't do that. Like, oh, yeah. Like kissing women without permission mm-hmm. twice. That happened twice. Mm-hmm. And like trying to choke the one lady. Yeah, that when you were holding. Threaten, threatening well, her. I guess he wasn't holding her captive. He, yeah, he it's kind, kind of, of on accident. It's, it's complicated. But she, like, he didn't ask to get handcuffed. Part of me, yeah, part of me feels like he can be forgiven for a lot of that, considering the, I'm, I'm sure, extreme stress he was under. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have to keep reminding myself that it was like a totally different time. I know. Which doesn't necessarily excuse it, but like, of course, we're watching it through the eyes of people who live in 2021. Mm-hmm. 
and like where we the the year we finally understand consent hopefully i mean <laughs> do we do we i mean we do, do. we hope but <laughs> i know it's just you know what i did like though is what? that well i mean i love pamela the character yeah um she's super feisty she's fantastic but Instead of like, I feel like there's this like trope in old movies where like the man will like kiss the woman without with some force and without like permission. Mm-hmm. And instead of her being like, get away from me, like she'll just she'll do this weird like <gasps> little like melt and then yeah. be like, oh, oh, how lovely. And then like immediately falls for him. And mm-hmm. she was like, get the fuck off me. Mm-hmm. And then the police came in and were like, do you see a strange man? And she's like, yeah, he's right here. Get him out of my <laughs> yeah. train car. Yeah. He's not messing around. That was funny. Yeah. I was like, yeah, girl, you stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just like really desperate and blah, 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 blah. She's being accused of murder. And she's like, okay. Okay, get out. Bye. (laughs) I hope you get arrested and go to jail. Yeah. I liked her. And of course, once you see her, you know that that's like the main female character. And why do we know? Because of her hair color. The Hitchcock blondes. Yep. I put in here that I was like, knew the first one couldn't be the main because she wasn't blonde. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know she was going to die. Nope. But yeah, um, she couldn't be the love interest because heaven forbid she's not a blonde. Right. Oh, so strange. But yeah, she was good. Mm-hmm. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. And I felt like her acting was really strong. Like even by today's standards, like she had a lot of facial expressions. She wasn't just like a... Uh, women you know <laughs> yeah i know what you mean like she was just a good character mm-hmm. and i had to look her up the actress mm-hmm. uh, madeline carroll i think mm-hmm. was her name and so i just briefly read about her while we were watching the movie and she's a cool lady she left her acting career in like 1938 or something to help out with the war and then like never oh. went back wow and she ha- she has like the medal of honor <laughs> because of all the work she did that's impressive i know i was like all right, Madeline, I see you. <laughs> like, I like her a lot. So, yep, she's a cool person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She isn't in it for very much, if you think I about know. it, though. I, I was ready for her to come back, like, way earlier. Because it's like, he sees mm-hmm. her on the train. He tries to use her in his deception. Mm-hmm. She She's like, get away from me. And then, like, just happens to meet her later at this, like, political rally. Right. And the two men working for the bad guy like end up taking both of them yeah and so she's essentially stuck with him from mm-hmm. there on out for the rest of the film i mean you know i thought she was going to be at that party thing that yeah turned mm-hmm. up that so i was like oh she's gonna be here oh no she's not <laughs> she's never mind <laughs> nope no blonde ladies in sight so nope okay something i feel i feel like might have helped with the pacing of the movie was some like music yeah. Was there ever a point where, like, you felt like there should have been music and there wasn't? Yeah, when they're, like, driving. <laughs> they're, like, scene. driving away. Yeah, they're driving away. And, you know, it's, like, a long, windy road. But I feel like nowadays, if there's a shot like that, you, like, kind of see them start to go and then it, like, fades out. And this just kept yeah. going and going. And the car was just getting farther and farther away. And it was dead silent. Like, and I was why? like, um... At first, I thought maybe like it froze for a second, or I couldn't quite <laughs> tell what was going on. That really takes you out of the moment, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, was there so. a point you felt like there should be music? Yes, but and not just that part where they were driving away, but there were just multiple moments where I thought it was like strange. I'm so used to music being like almost all throughout a film. Yeah, and it can honestly like make or break a movie. Mm-hmm. But there were just like moments, like the moment where he found out that he was actually in the bad guy's home and he mm-hmm. like showed him his pinky. I was expecting a, you know, yeah. like one of those. I mean, moments. I think I even went like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. It was just like the silent and uh, silent and he was in shock, you know. Like, yeah, but then it, because it almost made it, I feel like it kind of ruined the moment because they like show the pinky and then they look back at him and like you laughed at his (laughs) 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 and so it's like oh where this could have been like oh my god a dramatic scary moment we're like oh he's like oh shit 
Yeah, it was just strange. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but there were multiple moments like that where I was like, I feel like music would have really added something here. When did they have music? Just like during the the shows, like the yeah, there were some during like the chases. I think. Oh, was there? I don't oh, know. well, he was in like a parade at one point. Yeah, that's so there true. There was music there, but that's like it was all like internal. Yeah, di- diegetic. I don't. Know. I almost threw that word out there, but then I wasn't sure I was right. Diegetic is in the in the world of the movie. Non diegetic is like outside. I think. I'm probably have this backwards, but well, I mean that seems like that would make sense. Yeah, it's hard to remember though. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh man. Um, one thing I did like about this movie was I feel like it definitely highlighted Hitchcock's ability to like toe the line with censorship. Yeah, and like things he could get away with, like the like salesman on the train that's like holding up a woman's bra. <laughs> and I was like, without flying, 1935 or whatever this was, 1934? 1935. I was like, okay, saucy. Yeah, they were showing like, I guess it was two businessmen who worked in women's undergarments. Mm-hmm. And they were showing like the new. The newest uh, yeah. of the line. Instead of yeah. a corset, here's a bra, yeah. a brassiere. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other, the other things like the woman – you know, basically being like, can I come home with you? I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's really forward. I don't even know if I'd do that today. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. <laughs> but like the, the, of course, like the most obvious part was um, her bare legs when she was taking mm-hmm. her stockings off and they were handcuffed to each other. And mm-hmm. so his leg was like striding along with her leg, taking mm-hmm. her stocking off. I was like, oh my gosh, this is saucy i was like use your other hand put your sandwich down i know it's <laughs> not handcuffed mm-hmm. but but mm. she didn't it took her a while to be like hey hold my sandwich so i can mm-hmm. use my other arm but it was like they just for a little mm-hmm. bit of time it was like his hand followed hers and i was like geez racy mm-hmm. for the <laughs> 30s yes very well yeah even so much so because when she like got out of the handcuff instead of just like running away because she still thought this man was a murderer that she was handcuffed to she goes to get her pantyhose that are drying by the fire and was gonna like put them on before Before she ran out of the room it's so important but i mean yeah back then it's like you didn't go out without your stockings on i know but that's just showing like how the bare legs yeah why were those so like provocative like what's the deal with bare legs i don't know (laughs) you have to ask people from back in the day yeah <laughs> i did feel like they had good chemistry together though mm-hmm. like when after they got handcuffed together it was like then they made their way to that inn mm-hmm. and they had kind of the fight you know she was fighting with him they just seemed to like feed off each other pretty well as as actors mm-hmm. so the those scenes with them together i thought were really fun to watch some of the strongest in the movie yeah so and i felt like so I kept trying to see it from her perspective because, of course, you're following Richard this entire time and you know yeah. he's just like an innocent bystander. You know he's innocent. She she yeah. has no idea. And so she's in this inn, handcuffed to this guy, thinks he has a gun. Yeah, and but he's like, like faking it through his pocket, which yeah, I thought was kind of funny. With his like tobacco pipe. <laughs> but like for her, that must have been terrifying because she thinks, oh, we just ran away from the police. Yeah. Are now in this inn. I have to pretend to be his newly married wife. A runaway couple. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she even tries to call out for help to the innkeeper because um, she's getting ready to leave. And uh, Pamela was like, no, stay. And then keeper was like, is something wrong? And then Richard, like, you know, pulls the quote unquote gun, like from his pocket uh-huh. up like- against her. And she was like, no, it's all, it's everything's fine. And then she tries to say something again and he starts choking her. Like Uh that's, for her, that's terrifying. And I feel like even when she found out, you know, by sneaking out, Mm -hmm. she found out that the two men were actually bad guys and they weren't police. 
she just goes back in and she's like, okay, I forgive you for everything. Yeah. For trying to choke me. She doesn't know he doesn't have a gun at this point. I feel like maybe no, she, she does. She found his jacket or something. He still had it when she he was laying on the bed and she took it, what she thought was the gun out of his pocket. Oh. So he woke up while she was trying to leave. Oh, and she and then, found out it was just a pipe. Yeah, and she just okay. I bed. think I must have missed that. Okay, like, well that, I mean that helps. At least she found out he wasn't actually ever going to shoot her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> oh, that's better. Yeah, and it is weird because you start to see her soften toward like literally all of this is happening. The innkeeper leaves, and then she's like taking off her pantyhose and all that, and she starts to soften towards him because he like helps her hang the pantyhose over the fire and she's like oh thank you you know and there's like that little bit gentlemanly of you and then they get they both get they have to they're gonna go to sleep and there's only one bed and they're handcuffed together Uh so they have to get in bed together and she's she doesn't want to quite saucy right (laughs) for the 30s she does say she doesn't want to but she does and then she's just listening to the story he's making up from his childhood about <laughs> right like, about how he started crying. crying. Okay, that was funny though. And she fell asleep during. It. <laughs> so it's like clearly she's like, okay, well, comfortable part of enough me, to fall asleep. Part of me wonders, like, okay, you and I, like, during the movie, we were like, why when she was running away from what she thought was the police with him because she was handcuffed to him? Hey, can you not do that, please? Okay, sorry. Start over with what you were saying. <laughs> Okay, you and I were arguing, arguing, that sounds strange. You and I were just trying to figure out why when she was running away from the cops with him because she had no choice. They were handcuffed together. Right. It mm-hmm. was like, why is she not screaming for help? Mm-hmm. Like all the time, constantly. Yeah, yeah. because you were saying, well, I think maybe now she's suspicious of the other two guys. Well, I do think it would... It would freak me out if i had two cops in the car with me and they handcuffed (laughs) me to a murderer i'd be like i'm sorry what are you doing that would make me pretty suspicious of their motives like what are you doing to me you know even Mm -hmm. if even if i thought the guy was a murderer i'd be like okay well you're no better because you're what are you doing it's just strange it is weird that one of them didn't just stay in the car Mm -hmm. that was a lucky break wasn't it Uh (laughs) (laughs) oh But yeah, no, she was like, they'd be running and running. And I'd be like, why isn't she screaming? And you were like, well, maybe she's suspicious. And then she started screaming. Yeah. And then stopped. And then they'd run. And then she'd start screaming. And then he'd like cover her mouth. And then then after forever, he threatened her. Yeah. With the the gun that was actually a pipe in his pocket. (laughs) And it was like, okay, this is the time where you would think, okay, now she's not going to scream. But Mm -hmm. she wasn't for the rest of the time, which is strange. It just makes me wonder if, like, there was a part of her subconscious that, I don't know, found, like, wanted to find him attractive and trustworthy. Maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. That she just, but, she, you know, logic obviously takes over and you're like, okay, no, this is a murderer. Like, I'm pretty sure. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't, I don't know why. Yeah, I felt like that was very strange. Mm-hmm. Well, can't ask Hitchcock. Why nope. he made that choice for her as a director, I don't We could I rewatch the movie know. with the commentary turned we on. We could. Maybe one day. <laughs> Not today. Oh, man. So the only other thing I wrote down that I just didn't really like about mm-hmm. the movie was how, um, like, I feel like in Rear Window, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, that's that's his best film, in my opinion. But that's like. So good. I feel like he creates this, like, universe and these characters that I really care about. And, like, I want to revisit it because it's such a cool environment, place to go explore. And I just didn't feel that with this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no part of me that was, like, what a cool universe you created. I want to go experience it again. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, meh. Yeah. And I didn't get the... And it's probably just because as he went on with his career, he improved with everything. Well, but sure. Yeah. I didn't get the the suspense 
and like yeah there weren't a ton of moments of suspense no terror is kind of a strong word but like in rear window what always gets me is when the guy is coming over to the apartment oh my god and he's in his wheelchair yeah, and he's like and you're oh like my god, ah. oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like oh no what are you gonna do even though i've seen it a thousand yeah. times mm-hmm. and i know what he does it but makes it's you still... like tense like it's supposed to mm-hmm. and i just did not get that at any mm-hmm. point in this movie i feel like we really need to watch rebecca because i would say even like this was 1935 right yeah i kind of want to watch the lady vanishes because i think it's 1938 probably wrong about that just thrown out a random year (laughs) but i think it was one of his last films in britain Mm -hmm. that he made or england you know um but I just really feel like you should see Rebecca because it is so incredibly different from the movie we just watched. Yeah. And it was only made five years later. Oh, wow. It was 1940. Mm-hmm. But it's like vastly different and huh. better, I think. So one thing I have um, an uh, issue is too strong of a word. <laughs> it's just like a slight annoyance. And it's not yeah. even this movie. It's all... As far as I know. <laughs> Where are we sitting in my lap? Sorry, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Hi, baby. It's okay. all British movies and TV shows that I've ever seen. And this was an old movie, so there's that. But I'm like, why does the dialogue have to be so quiet? Mm-hmm. And fast yeah. a lot of the time. And then music or, you know crowds or cars or whatever it's not the same level like obviously a car is going to be louder than someone talking but it's ridiculously louder so i was turning this movie up and down and up and down the whole time which also doesn't help keep you engaged in the story oh yeah she's gonna put her claws in your legs it hurts (laughs) part of having her lay on your lap great i feel like part of that was just like sound mixing was really hard but I feel then. like even nowadays it happens. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like Doctor Who. I'll even say there's episodes of Doctor Who that I'm like, why is the dialogue so quiet? Like, <laughs> I can't hear what they're saying. And the TARDIS goes, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> That's just an issue. Uh, issue, again, is too strong of a word. It's just a slight annoyance and a question. And you would think that they would, like, fix that for, you know, because this is the restored version of the yeah. movie you'd think they'd have gone in and maybe leveled things out but mm-hmm. and my the tv i have is it's pretty usually i don't have it higher than like 10 and i can hear it fine but i had this up to 50, 50? yeah i know <laughs> so it's like i can't hear it um i wrote down that one thing i liked about this movie a lot was that it didn't end in like a kiss between the two main characters yeah it was just a hand holding uh-huh and it was like very much like the hint of possibly a blossoming relationship mm-hmm. because they went through a lot together mm-hmm. and uh there's probably a lot of conflicting feelings there for both of them like to each other like they didn't like each other in the beginning you know but it's like maybe it could go somewhere but it wasn't like oh good we found the love of our life right. through this terrible scenario let's mm-hmm. kiss and end the movie happily it was just like oh that's kind of nice yeah okay i'm gonna sound so dumb here but the movie ended and mr memory like spilled the secret mm-hmm. and i was like what <laughs> what is it oh i think it was about a uh, plane a plane? Yeah, it made air. It was something like new. This new engine um, was silent, so you could like okay. do a sneak airstrike. Basically, okay. I, I think that's the, what like, he was implying. I got a silent engine, and I yeah. was like, "But to I think it was what? an airplane." Uh, I know. It would have probably helped if they didn't have the dancers in the background with their music. That was a little distracting. While he was like dying, dying, and revealing the whole point of the movie. <laughs> Oh, oh, and like, look at that. The 39 steps, like given the title, it's like we still don't really know. Like he didn't list 39 like steps or like instructions or whatever when he was. I think it was that spy organization. Oh, that was their name. Mm -hmm. Oh, but he didn't like he didn't even finish the fact. Like we didn't even get to find out what it was because he he like 
the main character, Richard, like yells at him mm-hmm. as he's being dragged out. What are the 39 steps? Yeah. And the guy's like, like a robot, even though he's a human. But he's like, the 39 steps are a spy organization that smuggles information for and Boom. then he gets shot. And so we don't even like mm-hmm. quite find out what that was. And it's the name of the movie. Yeah. It's kind of wild. I missed that part because in my, because I was like, I even said, I was like, he's going to get shot. So I was like really anxious. Yeah. About it. I didn't know what he was saying. And I like turned the sound down. Well, and I think part of this, the, the big deal with the secret was that it was about like warfare, you mm. know? And it was made in like the early 30s, which mm-hmm. made me wonder if they like knew war was coming. You know, because mm. I think World War Two started in 1939. And so I wonder if there was like rumblings of a new, a next world war happening. Mm. And so, Maybe. of course, this secret was like super important at right. that point, because mm-hmm. if countries are preparing for war, you want to know what other countries are doing. Yeah. Right. And what kind of weapons they'll have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That was something that I thought was funny with Mr. Memory. Because so he's there in the beginning. It's like the first scene of the movie, really. Richard goes to see this guy. And his big thing is he like memorizes facts and he can answer like any question. Mm-hmm. He's like the olden day Google. <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically. Um, and so then at the end of the movie, they're back at another show with Mr. Memory. And Richard realizes that he, Mr. Memory, the person, is what's going to be smuggled out of the country. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Right. But he's a he's a human. Mm-hmm. And he, he even has an exchange with, like, the main bad guy. They know, like, he knows he's there. Mm-hmm. And so when Richard screams out, like, what are the 39 steps? I'm like, why did he answer? Yeah. Because in the first, even in the first scene when we see him... People are screaming out, like Richard asks a question, and then the little boy asks a question, and uh-huh. Mr. Memory doesn't answer Richard's question first. He goes to the little Clearly boy. Clearly, he felt bad. And so he was like, oh, shoot, I got to answer this guy's question this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know you can't give that information. Yeah. And you know the main guy is there. Why would you think he would just let you finish talking? What are you doing? No idea. You have self-control. Maybe he, but you remember when he died? When Mr. Memory was like, it feels so good to finally tell someone this secret. Maybe he was sick of what he was being used for and he wanted to die. As sad as that is. Well, okay, maybe. I don't know. That's a stretch, obviously, but like, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Richard shouldn't have gone to Scotland. Maybe he should have, when he realized he was being followed, maybe he should have gone like the opposite way. Or just like anywhere else. And then maybe he wouldn't have had this life. I I couldn't tell you, though, <laughs> what I would have done. Well, especially if, like, you know, you bring a stranger home to your house. And it's like you take a risk when you do that. Mm-hmm. But people do it. And then it, yeah. that person gets murdered in your apartment. It's like, oh, 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 shit. Also, why was she the only one murdered? Like, why didn't they just kill Richard, too? I don't know. She must have been where she was like in the bedroom. Yeah. But so maybe in, they like, thought the they were both room. in there. I don't. But then they would have seen he wasn't. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. That's just you know what question I have. They killed her. It's a lot of questions. But in like this they movie. didn't make sure she died because she stumbled in the room. That's still. true. I thought she'd been poisoned. Honestly, the way she was acting. I know it's kind of shocking when mm-hmm. she like grabs her heart and you're like, I thought the same thing, and then she like falls over and there's a knife in her back and you're like oh god ow awful yeah. <laughs> it's worse than we thought yeah that's unfortunate yeah. yeah so i feel like there were some like plot pacing problems mm-hmm. but i i did think the cinematography was pretty good there were some really cool shots i know the one i'm thinking like the newspaper yes he's yeah. like on the train and asks the guy across from him if he can see the newspaper and when the guy's like getting it, handing it over, the camera is set up so you're, it's like you're Richard. He looks directly into the camera yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And then hands him the paper and the paper's like lifted up in front of it. So it's like, and what then there's Richard like a rack focus doing. to yeah. the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are Richard for a second. It's yeah. pretty cool. It was. Yeah. And then there was that like 
they were driving in the car Mm -hmm. and somehow like the camera went they must have made a cut and just really disguised it well but that's impressive for back then especially but they were like in the car and the camera like swoops out of the window and you see them like driving away Mm -hmm. but i i'm sure that they were filming the interior car scenes like on a soundstage Right. You know, with like the moving background mm-hmm. in the back. But then somehow it just transitioned so well to seeing the car drive away. And I was like, holy shit, how did they do that? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know like Mm-mm. how they did that. And that'd be hard now. <laughs> so. Yeah. I feel like now it'd be like a crane setup or something. Probably. Yeah. But, but I don't think they really could do that back then. I mean, maybe. I Some know. really impressive work there in terms mm-hmm. of like the look of the movie. I thought it was pretty solid. So we did Dutch angles. <laughs> yeah. It's <the> first, <laughs> like the first thing you I said. Was like, Dutch angle. <laughs> I know some stuff still. Yeah. Film school. Huh? Um, we missed Hitchcock's cameo, mm. but to be fair. Oh, well, we went back and I found it because I Googled noticed. it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, wait. I looked for him the whole time. So he always does a cameo. I didn't. <laughs> and, and I was like, damn, where'd he go? But he was like, it was about six and a half minutes in to the movie. And he was just like someone who walked by a bus that they were getting on. And you don't mm-hmm. even see his face. You see no. like not even his profile. It was not like, oh, I would profile. have never known that was mm-hmm. him. So we had to go back and find it because yeah. neither of us knew. <laughs> it was like guy walking in front of a bus throwing a white box yep. as they're leaving. A cigarette or box. Littering yeah. Hitchcock. How rude. <laughs> Oh, man. Anything else you want to talk about? I think that's pretty much all the notes that I had. Um, I put, though, I want to know, like, what your overall rating oh, would be. I was going to ask you that, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but then also, like, based on the Hitchcock films you've seen, where would you put it ranking-wise, you know? Well, out of the ones I've seen, I would probably put it last. So which ones have you seen? Maybe we should start there. I've seen... <laughs> Psycho, Rear Window, The Birds. And I feel like I've seen Vertigo, but I yeah. maybe only once. Okay. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's it. So it's like all of his later stuff and when he's yeah. in Hollywood versus mm-hmm. and probably had unlimited budget and right. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So just and and it's because I am comparing it to his later mm-hmm. works and, and he probably had more creative freedom too yeah so it's hard to say mm-hmm. like knowing he was so limited on budget and censorship and all that because like, it's like they're not even the same category it's hard to compare i know i know but if i hadn't yeah it would probably be my last out of all the ones i've seen mm-hmm. so i'm trying to remember i've seen quite a few weirdly though i haven't seen psycho or the birds in full Either of them. Oh, really? Nope. <laughs> so I've seen Rebecca. I've seen North by Northwest, Suspicion, Notorious. And by Suspicion, I mean Spellbound. Sorry. <laughs> um, Rear Window, obviously. Vertigo, The Man Who Knew Too Much, To Catch a Thief. I think that's about it. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually think I would put this one above To Catch a Thief because I just mm-hmm. recently rewatched that and I was like, this is just not a very strong film by Hitchcock standards, which right. is saying a lot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really hard to compare with films like Rear Window and North by Northwest mm-hmm. and Rebecca. Like for me, those are so good. Such good. Who's the main movies. actor in Rebecca? Oh, I don't know. Oh, mm, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but I guess it was late. So it wouldn't. No, it I was thinking, wouldn't that be funny if those three you just listed were because it's Cary Grant? But I guess Rebecca was so early on that it, it yeah, wouldn't be Cary It was Grant. not Cary Grant. I know that for sure. <laughs> of course, I love Jimmy Stewart, too. So the ones he's in, I really like. Although I find Vertigo a very strange movie. I need to rewatch that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of that one. But yeah, I don't know if I'd put it last. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot of good qualities. Um, but I think I'd for sure put it above To Catch a Thief. Yeah. Um, but like Rebecca is better, her window is better, North by Northwest is better for sure. Those three, mm-hmm. even Spellbound is really good, mm. and it's got a young Gregory Peck in it, mm. <laughs> and he party. <laughs> That's a good one. You should watch that one. Uh, okay, so overall rating, like on its own as mm-hmm. a film out of ten stars. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
I don't know. That's hard. I mean, it was. And I mean, considering like the times. And, I know. I have to take all that. Yeah. Into like you can, you can put all that in there. We're not talking about like movies of all time, just as a standalone film from 1935. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard because I haven't watched a lot of films from 1935, so I don't mm-hmm. have much to compare it to. But given the time, given his limitations for what he was able to do, mm-hmm. I would give it maybe like a six or a seven because there were some yeah. – were you thinking that too? Um, yeah. There was I some, was like between six and seven yeah, too. Yeah, that's okay. what I can't decide. There were some really cool shots like we talked about. The acting between the two main – characters yeah. was really good and the They're chemistry well but I just kind of felt like the overall plot was like so-so it just it like lacked really, like, a punch yeah it didn't really hold my attention <laughs> I wasn't like too concerned about what happened <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely like curious though yeah I mean what I wanted the 39 steps right yeah. but I guess what I mean by that is, like you said, we just didn't know much about Richard when we met him. Yeah. So it was like, I don't, I don't have any feelings towards what happens to him for the most. I mean, it sucks. Sorry, you're in the situation. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know anything about you. Yeah. I'm definitely like between a six and a seven. But I feel like when I say six out of 10, that sounds like it's bad. Like to me, that's like a, like a, D on an assignment and I'm like that's too low it doesn't deserve that you know so I don't think six out of seven is bad or <laughs> six out of seven is great Taylor <laughs> I don't think six out of ten is bad yeah we could maybe both give it like a six and a half I think it's 13 out of 20 might as well land on six and a half at that point there you go mm-hmm. okay I would say if you like Hitchcock and you haven't seen I think it's this worth movie, watching. You should just watch it just to see kind of mm-hmm. what he did before all of his big, bigger movies. Right. And I would love to watch. I think we should do The Lady Vanishes okay. on a later episode. I'd, I'd like to see it, too, and see how I feel about it. Because who knows? It could just be this, like, one film, even though it's apparently one of his best British films. So I don't know. Well, that's confusing because this film said it was... <laughs> His cleverest? His cleverest and something. Something else. Like most entertaining. Maybe we'll like that one better. I don't know. It would just be interesting to know. Yeah. So. Okay. We'll see. Well, it's fun to watch. It was. Flex our film school muscles a little bit. (laughs) Hopefully no one from film... Please don't listen. Very disappointed. So... So tea. Yes. Teas. Okay. Do you want to go first? So I, I can go. <laughs> it's So PG Tips is very standard black tea, and I feel like that is what I'm drinking. <laughs> I took my first sip, though, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. It's just good. Like, it's mm-hmm. just nice tea, although I feel like I need some water now. I've been sipping on the tea. Mm-hmm. It makes my mouth so dry. Do but all teas or just this one specifically? Most teas do. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I like it. I think it's very comforting mm-hmm. very nice solid black tea um i want to try it with honey next time might like it more but i'd give it a seven out of ten yeah so it's my favorite mm-hmm. but oh. it's a good go-to tea i can see why you like it yeah what about you and actually sorry real quick i was thinking <laughs> that you might have had it before oh because i oh <laughs> i feel like they serve it at the british fair Oh, but I tea. haven't had it on this podcast before. Okay. Right? <laughs> no, you haven't okay, on the podcast. Good. Okay. I, I thought you meant ever. I, oh, well, you thought you meant in ever, In my too. memory, I have never had it. <laughs> and I don't think I told you, like, oh, this is PG Tips. And it might not be what mm-hmm. they use. I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But. Um, okay. So, yeah, I had the cinnamon and orange from Omar Shea, and it is so strong this time, which makes me really happy because I feel like I struggled the last time I had it to yeah. get it was like hot leaf water. Yeah. And this is like, I took the first sip and I was like, oh, ooh, cinnamon's burning. But I like it this way. I'm glad. So this is getting like a 10 out of 10 for me. This this particular 
cup of tea right here in my hands. <laughs> All because you have the right strainer now. Finally. <laughs> now I know I probably don't need to put as much in as yeah. I did. But but now you can like find the right balance because you have something big enough. Yes. So I'm excited. Yay. I'm so yeah. glad you like that tea. It is my favorite. It's very good. So good. It's going to be so good. Like closer to the holidays. In the fall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the best fall tea. Yep. <sighs> well, okay. That's the 39 steps. That's it. But I say we do another Hitchcock film yeah. sometime in the future. Another Definitely. British one. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I'm going to make you watch some of his other Hollywood films that I really like. <laughs> okay. I've been wanting to watch North by Northwest for a long time. Great movie. I Great just movie. haven't seen it yet. Yep. Okay. Well, please follow us on instagram if you want updates yeah we post there um wednesdays and sundays wednesday before we put out a new episode and then the sunday that our episodes are up Mm -hmm. so you can keep up with everything and be reminded when our episodes are going to go live yeah so please follow us and we are at not amused podcast yeah yeah and then you can also email us (laughs) At notamusedpodcast at gmail.com. If you have topic suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Corrections for us. (laughs) (laughs) Corrections if you like, if you feel so inclined. (laughs) If you're nice. Yeah, please be nice. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the Hitchcock movies. Bye. Bye.